श्रीमद भगवद गीता चैप्टर टेन वर्स फोर एंड वर्स फाइव इंटेलेक्ट नॉलेज नॉन डिल्यूजन फोबियरेंस ट्रुथ रिस्ट्रेंट ऑफ द एक्सटर्नल सेंसेस कामनेस ऑफ हार्ट हैप्पीनेस मिजरी बर्थ डेथ फियर एज वेल एज फियरलेसनेस नॉन इंजरी इवेननेस कंटेंटमेंट ऑस्टेरिटी बेनेवलेंस गुड नेम एज वेल एज इल्फेम these different kinds of qualities of beings arise from me alone hmm? arise from me alone so the question reads it said here that all attributes like misery happiness good name and even ill fame arise from the lord what then is the role of free will for a human being when everything is arising from the lord himself and then why certain qualities are stated to be virtuous or vicious all these things that are said here are not with respect to the lord sir they are with respect to you intellect does the lord carry intellect the lord is absolute brahm the lord is the truth itself does the truth carry intellect operate via intellect no intellect is yours knowledge is the truth full of knowledge non delusion is the truth ever deluded that non delusion would be a relevant word forbearance is the truth ever an illusion is the truth ever reactive when the truth has infinite patience why would the truth deal with a word like forbearance restraint of the external senses is the truth sensual calmness of heart is the truth ever agitated happiness is the truth dualistic living in happiness and sadness so you see all these words they pertain to you right so what is being said here is that you and all your experiences are ultimately in some way related to the truth what that way is we'll understand hmm? whatsoever is happening with you whatsoever is experiential has a fundamental relationship with the truth be it happiness misery birth death fear fearlessness non injury evenness contentment austerity good name ill fame all this has something to do with truth is the first part clear all these things that are mentioned here have no relation with truth that is attributeless these things bear a relationship with you the reader right so all that is happening to you is related to the truth correct and then the question says if all is related to the truth then what is the uh, role of free will the role of free will is that it exists it exists had it not existed then these things wouldn't have existed for it by its very definition by its very name free will carries a certain freedom about itself it's not just will you call it free will right so it does have at least a modicum of freedom about itself 
That's what freedom, that's what free will is. The appearance, the, the feeling, the belief that one is free to have this experience or that experience, that one is free to have this course in life or choose that other path. That's what free will is. It is with respect to the free will that all these things exist. Sri Krishna is saying, whether you go this way or you go that way, ultimately you are coming to me because both these things have been given by me. You will not come to know that both these paths have been given to you by Krishna unless you see that your very basic desire to walk on either path is actually because you want to meet Krishna. It's just that one path is more suitable to you and the other path is not very suitable to you. That's why with respect to you, only in your reference is one path called as virtuous and the other as not virtuous. Otherwise there is nothing good or bad. There is no virtue or vice involved in anything. Good, bad, all these things are not absolutes. They are relatives. They exist with respect to you. For you something is good. For you something is bad. What is good for you? That which takes you to your deepest desire. What is your deepest desire? Your deepest desire is relaxation, liberation. You could call it Krishna attainment. They all point towards the same thing. So, you are the one who thinks of himself as free, at least partially free. You are the one who calls his desires as instances of free will. Because you think that you are free to choose this way or that way, therefore, right and wrong exist for you. Obviously, if there are two choices, one will be good for you, one will be not so good for you. Had there been no choice, had there been no free will, there would have been nothing good and nothing bad because you would have been totally choiceless. If you are totally choiceless, what can be good, what can be bad? Are you getting it? Even that which we consider as a vice, even that which is, which is evil, which is um, sinister, is chosen because you wanted to reach Krishna, but in a very haphazard way. Your mind was not clear. You thought your bad choice will give you a good result. But deep down the intention was to do good to yourself. This ultimate goodness that you want to bring to yourself is called Krishna. But irrespective of the desire, to attain that ultimate goodness in absence of realization, in absence of attention, we frequently make wrong choices. We fail to understand ourselves. That's the reason. There is an impulse arising from within. We do not understand what it is saying. Therefore, we treat it in totally the wrong way. Hmm? Let's say there is a child 
and the inner impulse, the central tendency is like a little kid. It shows very little maturity. So let's say there is a kid and the kid is yelling and the kid is not yet grown enough to express its needs and demands very clearly. All it does is yell. It cries, shrieks, huh? rolls on the ground, throws about its limbs. That's what the kid does. And you are not paying attention to the kid. You are just irritated by the kid's noises. So you want to just somehow silent it. You just want to somehow silence the kid. So instead of understanding and appreciating what the kid really needs, you just pick something up and force it down his throat. First of all, you are assuming that the kid is yelling because the kid is hungry. The kid is not yelling because the kid is hungry for some worldly food, for some material comfort, first thing. Secondly, you have not even bothered to investigate what kind of food is good for the kid. Just because you don't like the noise, just because you, you feel impelled to do something about the situation, you hurriedly, very carelessly, give some kind of treatment to your situation moment after moment. The inner kid keeps agitating and you keep feeding it the wrong stuff, you keep treating it the wrong way. You think it is hungry for food, maybe it is hungry for love. How will you know if you are not in touch with yourself? That's what I call a self-inquiry. Go into yourself and ask and see what your inner kid is craving for. Once you know what your inner kid is craving for, you are in a situation to feed it the right thing. Are you getting it? That's Krishna attainment. Getting it? Hmm? So, the kid inside wants one thing, but there can be a right response to the kid's agitations and a wrong response. Right and wrong exist with respect to our choices. We could choose to do the right thing to the kid, which is ourselves, or we could do the wrong thing to the kid, which is ourselves. Whether you do wrong or right depends on how well and how deeply you understand yourself. But understanding oneself is a task in humility. When you go about looking at yourself in a really honest way, it's not pleasant things that you see. Therefore, I say humility is needed. If you are someone who holds fancy notions about himself, then self-inquiry will be too much for you. The moment you turn your sight inwards, you will not like the stuff that you see. Therefore, you will not want to look inwards at all. That's the reason why most people avoid self-inquiry. And that's the reason why people keep on deteriorating year after year, moment after moment.
You don't want to look at yourself because the insides are dirty. And because you don't look at yourself, the insides keep getting dirtier and dirtier. Vicious cycle. Hmm? Now, you see what virtue and vice mean? There could be a virtuous cycle and there could be a vicious cycle. Virtue is to look at yourself even if it hurts and it would hurt. Why is it to avoid all that which hurts? Run away. And running away is never an incident. Running away is always a habit that keeps getting deepened after every successive incidence of escapism. Run away once and you will have greater incentive to run away twice. Escape away once and you have sealed your fate. Next time it will be easier for you to escape away. 